We are joined now by uh, the guy who's fighting a really important battle. Uh, Asian Americans are under attack uh, physically, and they suffer from a lot of discrimination. They've been penalized, quite frankly, for their high achievement. Uh, Kenny Shu is the president of the nonprofit organization Color Us United. Uh, he also has an amazing book. It's called An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for Meritocracy. Kenny Shu, thanks for being with us. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, no problem, Kenny. Hey, Kenny, listen, um, I understand that you got a, you, you got some sort of beef with the Salvation Army. Uh, Salvation Army, the people who uh, put the little kettles out. What's going on? What are they up to? What's the, what's the problem? We, so... My, my organization, I'm president of Color Us United, and we last year we managed to expose the Salvation Army for their woke anti-racism documents accusing their own members of being racist. And actually, because of our campaign, they were actually forced to rescind that document. That document is no longer available on their website. However, they did not take the extra step of what all Americans want the Salvation Army to do and say, we're not a racist organization. In fact, this whole diversity, equity, and inclusion movement does not help anybody in poverty. How does teaching that our country is racist help a person, help a little kid get a job or get a good education and succeed in society? It does not. It seriously does not. And so we're going back to the table this year. You go on colorusunited.org. We're going back to the table asking Salvation Army National Commander Kenneth Hodder to make a statement that DEI does not help people in poverty. And you can take part in it by signing our petition and by writing a letter to Commissioner Hodder on our website. We have the widget provided for you, colorusunited.org. Colorusunited.org. Check it out. Uh, You guys do some really great work. Hey, can I ask you in a big picture? I mean, the Salvation Army. Yeah. I mean – it should be pretty apolitical, but a lot of these groups, businesses or whatever, are going woke. My sense is they're going woke out of a sense of fear. They want to join the mob rather than the mob attack them. Um, that's just my theory. But what do you think is really motivating these organizations to sign these ridiculous pledges, you know, wokeness and renouncing all this stuff? Where is that coming from? It's it's coming from it's coming from the top managerial staff coming from the leadership. But I, let me ask you this: Are they? But what yeah. what's what's motivating them? Is it fear? Is it fear of cancellation? Uh, yeah. Is it fear of you know we better do this? Because I don't think these folks necessarily yeah. really believe this stuff. Well, I think some do. I think the general of the Salvation Army, Brian Peddle, for example, who's Canadian. Um, resents the fact, a lot of people resent the fact that America is the greatest country in the world. A lot of them resent the fact that 80% of the Salvation Army's donations come from Americans. Um, and they want, they would like to poke fun, poke a hole in Americans as much as they can. So the General Brian Peddle, who is Canadian, you know, is one of the leaders of the wokeness within the Salvation Army. He's one of the progenitors in the Salvation Army of trying to facilitate this narrative. Oh, America, you're not as good as you think you are. You know, you're actually kind of a racist country. Isn't that a great, isn't that a great punchline for our enemies? Isn't that a great punchline for Xi Jinping? Yeah. You know, to say, oh, you guys are still facing all of these problems. So I think a lot of this is coming internationally. So 
All right, let me let me run this by you. Domestically, there's uh, I, I don't want to name any names because if I start doing that and what the car company, but I know of a car company that after George Floyd, you know they they put out all these statements renouncing this and supporting Black Lives Matter and that I'm kind of wondering about that kind of an American company virtue signaling on that scale. What were they thinking? What are they thinking? What is driving them? Do you see any merit in my idea that you know they're they're just afraid of the mob and it's easier to join the mob? It's okay if I'm wrong. Yes. No. 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 I I I see it 100. percent Look, after George Floyd, right? So I mean, this is what happened. This is what this, the nation faced: a so-called racial reckoning, and companies had to go out of their way to show Americans that they weren't racist. Right. So this is where DEI comes from. This is where the whole diversity, equity, inclusion idea comes from. It's companies trying to save face and stop being accused of being racist. Um, So, yeah, there is an idea of avoiding the mob. But as we know, these DEI programs are terribly offensive and they hurt these people in poverty. You know, they basically they're basically asking the Salvation Army asked their members last year to repent for being racist. It's like asking a, uh, a, a married man to repent for being divorced, right? <laughs> you know, uh, it's just silly and absurd. So that, that's where it's coming from, though. It definitely came from, and I think George Floyd and the racial tension escalated that. Well, and the Salvation Army, they have so many important, more important things to do. Okay, you can go to, um, it's uh, colorusunited.org, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Make your voice known. And you can, in fact, send a letter to Hotter directly on our website. All you have to do is put down your email, colorusunited.org. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Um, Kenny, you happen to be Asian-American and you have studied uh, Asian-American achievement uh, as opposed to other groups in America. Bottom line, why do Asian-Americans do so well uh, compared to other groups in the United States? Look, it's, it's a holistic culture of excellence. Holistic. It starts at the family. Asian Americans are disproportionately likely to be in two-parent family households, but it's not just the fact that they have two parents. It's the fact that their parents are intimately involved in their child's education. They will sit down. They will do homework with their kids. They're focused on giving the kid a, a place to love learning and to love being excellent and to love being competitive. Um, I remember, you know, one in my book, An Inconvenient Minority, I talk about one of my uh, Taiwanese American friends who lives in the Bay Area, whose parents, you know, they would they would sit with him and they would study with him, and and he would have to you know recite the answers back to his parents. Um, and you might think, oh, that produces a programmed robotic child, but actually it produces the opposite. It produces a very inquisitive child who loves learning and wants to learn more. I think that's part of the Asian American household, and that's why they do so well in education. So these are issues of culture, and uh, a lot of uh, us could uh, learn. It's hard work, hard, hard work, uh, hard work, hard work more than anything else, perhaps. Uh, well, Kenny Shu, thank you very much. We can go to colorusunited.org. You can find out more inf- information about this uh, Salvation Army thing. I hope you guys get it straightened out. Kenny, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Greg. All right, you take care now. Traffic jams tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. 
protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.